I hope everybody's doing well. And I'm going to talk today about something really amazing and intrinsic to who we are. And that is the power of choice. As human beings, as children and sons and daughters of God, we are given this free will, which is truly free. And we're given this by God because we cannot choose to love if we cannot choose not to love. God is love. His highest premium is for relationship. He's given us a commandment of love, a new commandment that I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. By this, uh, the world will know that you're my disciples. This is what makes us a follower of Christ in the trueness of who he is. And so it's this ability to choose to love as he loves. Now, God is love, so therefore he he loves. Uh, He loves because it's his nature. But guess what? You and I are in the image and likeness of God, who is love. So we're made in the image and likeness of love to love. And so when we choose love, Real love, the way God defines love, not, you know, there's a lot of different versions of love that are messed up that are good till you get here and then something's off. So we need to go to the one who is love, the one who is truth to define what love is, to love as he loves. And that is the power of choice. And this includes loving ourselves. So we get to choose God. We get to choose love. And what God says love is, right? Choose him, how he portrays himself. Uh, And we get to choose that. And when we do that, we reap life because we're turning towards the one who is life. When we choose to follow God, when we choose to follow love, we are turning towards the one who is light. So which means we're turning away from darkness. So our, our field of vision becomes enlightened. And we're doing what we were created to do before the foundation of the world. And then we get the fruit of life and light and love, which is peace and joy. And all the fruits of the spirit are, we're, we're growing, we're prospering, all of those things. Now, choosing God is not always easy. Because in our fallen selves and our fallen ways of being, that's not a true nature, but strongholds uh, that we inherited, okay? Um, That a lot of times they want to assert themselves. Listen, when someone um, rejects me or accuses me or says outrageous things about me in my anger, I want to just spout it right back, give it right back to them. And I can justify it within myself. But I can't justify it before love. We have a a God whose version of love is so supernatural that we overcome evil with good instead of more evil. And we're seeing in uh, the breakdown of society uh, that people justify evil. Uh, because of the evil done to them. And it never works out. It has never been a 
thing that's been that works out in the long term and it never will be why because we're acting out of character we're choosing to follow a fallenness the enemy darkness however you uh however you will describe that destruction and self-destruction and then we're we're saying well we need to and and this is how we're going to reap life and this is how things really spin out of control because when we violate our original design uh we're not going to reap life and truth and goodness and freedom because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God is truth. When we violate truth, we're going to end up in bondage. And so a lot of times we'll go from the frying pan into the fire and then we're all mad at God about it. See, the truth is God has given us the capacity to choose. He really has. Like it's a real choice, but we can't choose the consequences of our choices. We can just, if we want the good consequences, life, light, truth, freedom, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, all of that, not, you know, good mental health, good physical health, uh, you know, prospering and being in health, even as our souls prosper, all of that. If we want all that, good relationships, uh, you know, healthy sexuality, healthy um, uh, financially, healthy inner relational dynamics, uh, loving ourselves, all of that stuff. We have to do it God's way, not because we're forced to do it God's way, but we can't um, choose the consequences. We can only make the choices. So when we follow God, things go well. And that's not because God punishes us when we don't follow him. It's because intrinsic in sin, our fallen ways of being is its own punishment. And so this is why God hates sin, because it hurts his kids. It When it's self-destructive or it's other destructive, which ultimately is self-destructive, because when you're harming others, you're harming yourself, right? All of that. And so, uh, so we need to be careful. We can't be cavalier in our choices. We need to be intentional because in my flesh, my fallen way of being, okay, um, I I want to be selfish. I want to self-protect. Uh, I want to self-promote. I want to be prideful. I want to take the credit. Uh, I want, there's all sorts of fallen ways of being in and of my fallen way of being uh, that doesn't look like love. So which means I am choosing against myself. I am choosing against God and I may reap an initial benefit, but the fruit of it uh, over time sucks. And I can't, uh, I can't, I, the only way to choose the good fruit is to choose the good choice. So let's, let's talk about this. I'm going to get, get into scripture here, but this is really important because I think a lot of times, particularly where we have in our uh, humanistic ways of being, we, we kind of make our own rules and it really doesn't go well. When we happen to hit it in line with how it, it is with God, it actually works sort of. Um, but, you know, where we violate that, it doesn't go well particularly over time. That's why we have to look at fruit. What is the fruit of our choices? If I don't like the fruit of my choices, I can either suffer with the fruit of those choices or I can make other choices. This is kind of like, you know, uh, put on your big girl, big boy panties and realize that as a powerful human being, you're 
if you want the good fruit, you're going to have to make powerful choices consistently over time enough so you get the good fruit. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about improvement. Okay, so let's go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30, verses 19 through 20. I'm reading this in the New, New American Standard. It says, I call heaven and earth uh, to witness against you today that I have placed before you life and death the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding close to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, so that, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Okay, so uh, let's unpack this a little bit. Number one, God's not a cursor. <laughs> He's a blesser. But when we choose to violate what God sets before us, we enter our own curse. It's a curse of our own making. You know, when the human race was born into the the fallen world, okay, not as it was originally created, but as as it created yielding to our crappy choices, um, there are things there. The curses are the consequences instead of curse. A curse is something that God would, that we would think in our fallen minds that God would speak over us. God does not speak cursing. He cannot. He's the blesser. Okay. He's not the punisher. He's the blesser. He's the healer. And so, um, but you could say the consequence. So uh, I'm going to restate that. It says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I place before you life and death, the blessing and the consequence. So choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. So we're talking about when you choose life, you live. I mean, uh, that's profound. But when you think about it, it really is profound. We need to choose life. So when we have a decision to make. So what is life? What is the life choice? Okay. What is the choice of life? So we can reap life. When we choose death, we're going to reap death. Okay. And sin will reap the consequences of death. Sin is a fallen way of being out of which fallen self-destructive or, or uh, destructive to other people behavior we're going to reap death. And I and it says, so choose life in order that you and your descendants may live. So this is consequences, not just on you, but on your kids and your kids' kids and other other people's kids and other people on the planet. See, the bottom line is none of us is an island unto ourselves. Our choices have consequences, not just for ourselves, but for other people. You know, um, there were times in my healing journey that it was so painful. I was like, God, I just, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. I can't do this for me. I know I need to do it for me. I can't do it for me. And, um, and I think, okay, so I can do it for my kids, but it was so hard. It's like, I, I can't even do this for my kids, but I could do it for Jesus. And the reason I could do it for Jesus is that he, he bent down in my hellhole, in my pit so much that I couldn't deny him. So where I couldn't see it for myself, I couldn't even really see it for my kids. I, I'd love to say that I was so perfect that I, but no, but I could do it for him because he was there with me. And in that I could do it for my kids. And in that I could do it for myself. And, you know, um, 
that is choosing life. And sometimes it's a moment by moment decision. You know, I, 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 uh, I, I coach a lot of people. They're just in pain. And sometimes in their pain, it is a moment by moment decision. And we do enter into delusions where death looks like a good idea, where a death choice looks like a good idea, where vengeance looks like a just idea. And it's not like, you know, we've all been tempted um, to seek vengeance, but vengeance is God's. Why? Because he's the only one who can handle it and not sin, (laughs) right? And guess what he's taking vengeance out on? He's taking vengeance out on sin and death. And the enemy, I suppose, if if we still consider him uh, having any power at all. Uh, And it says, by loving the Lord your God and obeying his voice. So when we love God, you know, when you love someone, you obey them. Okay. This is not you obey or I kick your butt. All right. This is not you obey or I punish you because God's not a punisher. Okay. No, we obey because we love and we trust. And so when God says, do something, I'm like, oh God, this is so hard. I don't know if I can do it. It goes, that's okay. I'm going to help you. Okay. You and me together, we're going to do this thing that I don't want to do. And sometimes in the healing of our wills, this is talking about healing our wills. When we're talking about obeying God, it's about um, healing our wills where we want to, well, I want to do it my way. Well, I don't want to wait. Well, I want to lash out. I don't want to forgive. I want to, this is unforgivable. I'm not forgiving. Well, apparently according to God, it's forgivable in his grace. Um, and, um, and, and because he'd already forgiven, you know, you forgive because you've been forgiven. Yeah. And so you've been extended mercy. So you extend mercy, right? All of those things. And it says, um, uh, so holding close to him. Well, and a lot of these, when my will is wonky, okay, when I want to lash out instead of love, when I want to judge instead, when I want to self-protect instead of allowing him to protect me, when I want to um, self-justify instead of letting him be my justification, right? Um, uh, this is where I need to yield my will, not my will, but your will. So there's things regularly on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, I want to do that. Um, but not my will, but your will be done. Now we're not talking about me being the savior. I'm not the savior. You know, there was one Christ when he said, not my will, but your will be done. He was taking on, uh, he was going to take on sin for the entire world and go to the cross and, and take the the punishment of our rage. Okay. I'd, I'm not signing up for that. Right. Um, but so that he could uh, enter into the human condition and save us as the one sinless human being. And so, um, so, but when I say not my will, you know what, listen, I want to lash out. Okay. No, I don't want to extend grace here, but I will. I don't want to forgive myself. And I, I will say no to um, a lust that I have or a, um, uh, you know, and when I'm saying lust, I'm not just talking about sexual lust. I'm just talking about anything that's greedy and wants to like it's self, 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 self. Okay. The lust of the flesh. Okay. Um, all of that. When I want to do that, you know, I need to say, yeah, well, yeah. So I'm yielding. This is a yielding. So this is me obeying God's voice. And then I reap life and you see it over and over and over and over. There have been unforgivable things done against me in my life that were catastrophic. And God was saying, you need to forgive that. I'm like, I can't, 
Yeah, but you can do it with me. Okay, well, I will forgive. That's choosing. So sometimes you don't need to feel it, but you do need to choose it. And there is a life that you reap inherent in the choice of choosing God and choosing love that you will reap life over time. And it builds and your life gets better and better because you are blessed. If nothing else, you have a clean conscience. That's a good thing to have, man. Okay. Uh, By loving the Lord, your God, by obeying his voice and by holding close to him. This is intimacy. It's like, God, help me do what I can't do. Yeah. He's all about that. That's what grace is all about. So that you may live in the land, which the Lord swore to your fathers. And I'm not going to Abraham, Isaac, to Jacob, but to, so, you know, our fathers are, are the human race. Uh, God swore like you do it my way. Um, there's going to be blessing, right? So this is about prospering and being in health, even as our souls prosper. We're how, how do our souls prosper? Uh, souls are mind, will, emotions, personality. And so when we, when we yield into that, we're going to prosper, okay? And it may not always look like how the world looks like prospering. God gets to find what that looks like to us. If you want a million followers on your Instagram account, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know, uh, but I don't, that may not be true life. It may not be what God has for you. I don't know, but it will be good because God is good. Um, let's go to Romans 6, 6, 16, and this is the Passion Translation. It says, don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? Isn't that amazing? You get to choose who has mastery over you, okay? But choose carefully, for you, for you surrender yourself to become a servant bound to the one you choose to obey. So what's he talking about? Who are you obeying? Okay, let's, let's talk about this. If you choose to love sin, okay, if in your will, I'm going to love sin, I'm going to love fallen ways of being, I'm going to love self-protection, I'm going to love violating love towards myself, towards others, okay, um, it will become your master, what about, what about addictions? Think about that. Uh, it becomes your master, right? And it will own you and reward you with ooh, death. Ouch. So if you choose to love sin, it will become your master and it will own you and reward you with death. So sin takes a life of its own and becomes a slaveholder. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. So perfect righteousness, this is a right way of being. You know, there are things that are just wrong and there are things that are right. And, you know, when we're when we're healed in our vision, we, we understand the righteousness of true holiness, which is beautiful, which is actually the same word in its root as wholeness. Okay, so this is wholeness and God will lead you into that as you choose him. And you know what? He's smarter than we are. So we regularly need to say, okay, so this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling this with every fiber of my being, quote unquote, but God, you're saying this. So I'm going to choose to trust you because there are things that I can't trust in myself. I don't have a 2020 perspective. Uh, I don't have totally pure motives. I have good motives, but you know, um, but there are things that I don't even know 
all right, in myself. You know, that's why when you get accused of something, well, go to God and say, is this accusation real? So uh, I'm accused of being racist. Well, is that true, God? You get to show me because, man, no one's going to be more anti-racist than God, okay? Or if you accuse me of, I don't know, being a heretic, or you accuse me of being daughter of Satan, or you accuse me of whatever, okay, well, I will take that before God. Is there any truth in that? Because I don't want to be that, okay? But when God says, no, you're good, then you're good. And when God says, no, uh, you're good until you got here and this needs to go, then he's right. He's the only one that is, and he's love. So he's 2020 vision. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Uh, verses 8 through 10, Passion Translation. It says, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of your Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light and the super, um, and the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to the Lord. See, this is our choice. This is the healing of our wills. As he heals us in these ways of being, we get to see clearer and clearer and clearer what is right, what is beautiful, what is the beautiful um, choice that we can make, the choice of love. And it can get really confusing. You know, all you need to do is look at all the societal crazy that's going on. We've got gender identity issues and, 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 you know, um, just accusation left and right. And it's all over the place. Right. And so it just gets confusing. Anybody's other else's head hurts and which way is up. And so with the way is up is the way inside with who God is, understanding that you're one with him, that you're intrinsically good. Don't let anybody else tell you that you're not intrinsically good. If you're created in the image and likeness of God, you are intrinsically good, but you were born in a fallen world with fallen ways of being, but that's a predilection towards sin, sinful ways of being. That's not a nature, but that is a, that is a way of being that you live your life through, that God is after to heal. So your original design is good, but you did inherit sin. You totally did. And um, that's not a nature, but it's something that God, you know, you have to understand if the old man, Adam, was crucified with Christ and you were resurrected with him, a new creature in righteousness and true holiness. That's combining several scriptures together, but it's the sound theology. Okay. So you were resurrected when Christ was resurrected. That is your true self. Now God did something on that cross to change the human nature that it expressed itself in a fallen world, but we are operating through strongholds and mindsets that are full of sin. They are. But the more we're healed from that and we we yield to what God is doing, if he's leading us and guiding us into all truth, if he's conforming us into his image, all of that, then as he's doing that, the more we cooperate with that, the clearer our vision will be. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. That is able to see as he sees. Things are revealed. You can see who you are. You can see who he is more and more and more. We may live through the glass darkly, but the glass is getting lighter and lighter. Okay. Um, And then 
Uh, and then uh, the supernatural fruits of his light. Well, the fruits of his light um, are goodness, righteousness, and truth. And you will learn to choose what is beautiful to the Lord. You see, I mean, the word says there's a way that seems right unto to a man or a woman, but the end there is of his death. How many, how many of you, when you're just thinking about your own life, there are just things that you thought you wanted more than life itself. Okay. You know, if you're a drug addict, you want your drugs more than life, life, right? And it's a delusional fallen. You are held captive to that thing. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's um, addictions, compulsions, compulsions. Maybe it is, you know, cutting or, or um, uh, feeling suicidal, you know, maybe it is, um, uh, I don't know, it could be anything. Okay. Um, and we have gods before us other than God. And um, that is always disastrous for us because it leads us into darkness. But as we get clearer and clearer, we're able to choose what is beautiful to the Lord. You know, a lot of times what is beautiful to the Lord uh, is not particularly sexy, quote unquote, to the world. Right. And but it's life choose that right um luke 9 23 through 24 uh it says this is jesus said to all his followers if you truly desire to be my disciple you must disown your life completely embrace my cross as your own and surrender to my ways for if you choose self-sacrifice giving up your lives for my glory, you will discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will lose what you try to keep. Now, let me unpack this before we get all sorts of weird, wonky, freaky, religious, uh, condemning, crappy, just be be at peace. (laughs) Jesus is really a nice guy. (laughs) Okay. Um, So if you truly desire to be my disciple, now a disciple is one who follows is one who learns, right? You must disown your life completely. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, it means your life apart from him, right? So ways that we're operating independently of God uh, are not of God, okay, right? So, right, as you remain in me and me and you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. These are the ways that are futile, meaningless, may seem like they're a good idea, but yield nothing or yield destruction, right? You know, sin has has pleasure for a season and then it yields death. Okay, so this is the, the path of life, okay? You must disown your life completely. That is, I'm not putting my trust in me as my own God. Like, I'm an idiot apart from him. I mean, I really am. I know I'm smart, blah, blah, blah. But apart from him, I'm an idiot. And just getting that is such a freedom to realize. And you're what's the also what is amazing is that you're never apart from him. So you always have intrinsic brilliance as you're tracking with him. Okay, Uh, you must disown your life completely. Okay, this is a life apart from God. Embrace my cross as your own. Okay, now this is not me. We're trying to, I mean, literally there are religious sects that literally like go on crosses, carry crosses, self-flagellate. I mean, that is messed up. Okay. Now we're not repeating God's work, but what we are realizing, what are we putting to the cross? It's all these fallen ways of being, these ways of being that are not in line with the true self. Those puppies have to go. God is a consuming fire. He is love. 
What does he consume? Everything that's not of love's kind. Guess what? Everything that's not of love's kind, that's of darkness in you. That is going to the cross. That is dying. That is you saying no to the false fallen ways of being and yes to Christ and who he's made you to be. For if you choose self-sacrifice, that means, you know, I'm laying down my life. Self-sacrifice is also the way of love. Love is other giving, sacrificial, co-suffering. Okay. That's what love is. That's who love is. That means there are times when what, who I perceive as an enemy, I have to choose to say, okay, wait a second. You're not my enemy, but man, you're, you're, you're trying to murder me. I, I get that. But what is going on behind that? Because that's who your true self. And I'm going to love that true part of you, right? There are times when we just need to be patient with people. We just want to pinch their heads off that we need to be kind to people that you honestly have treat you like crap right? All of these things were called to love as he loves. That is a, that is a life of self-denial because it's hard, but God empowers it. And it's also who you are. And in doing so, we're being transfigured or conformed into the image of Christ. Um, for if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will discover true life. What is true life? Life with him, right? So I'm going to lay down the ways that are actually not truly who I am. I'm going to weigh, weigh down the ways of ego and self. Not that I don't love myself. Of course I love myself, but I love myself the way God loves me. And I love the true self, not these fallen, you know, arrogant, prideful, sinful ways of being. Yeah, those puppies have to go. Um, uh, but if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will lose what you try to keep. Okay. There's no winning. If you're operating in the false self, you will lose. When you lay it down and trust God to kind of resurrect who you really are, that is eternal, okay? Um, and that is what God is doing. See, it always comes back to the same stuff. It's amazing. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6.12, the Passion Translation. It is true that our freedom allows us to do anything. You can do anything. You really can, okay? But that doesn't mean everything we do is good for us right? You can choose in your free will to stick your hand in a meat grinder. Not a good choice, but you can choose that. You can choose to put someone else's hand in a meat grinder. Not a good choice, but you can do, you have the free will to do that because if you didn't have the free will to do that, you couldn't have the free will to take care of yourself and other people, right? So you get to choose what you do. You don't get to choose the consequences. So if you want the good consequences, make a good choice. Um, I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. This is Paul. He'd learned the ways of love that were transcendent that caused him uh, not to be enslaved by anything. Isn't that beautiful? Sin enslaves. Sin is a taskmaster that is never satisfied just like idols, which is a form of sin. It's never enough. It promises, 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 but never delivers. It's just the mirage right up across the corner. But God is the God who delivers. But oftentimes it's walking in the way of saying no to the self-destructive ways and yes to the ways that are who you truly are. And that is not easy a lot of times, yeah? Let's go to Romans 6. I'm reading uh, from the Passion Translation, verse 22. But now as God's loving servants, you live in joyous freedom from the power of sin. 
See, God's freed you from the power of sin. Now you get to choose, right? So consider the benefits you now enjoy. You are brought deeper into the experience of true holiness or wholeness that ends with eternal life. What is eternal life? Knowing God, right? As I choose holy ways of being and whole ways of being, I'm, my my vision clarifies I'm able to see God more than I was before and able to see my true self the more than I did before. For sin's meager wages is death. See, you can sin, but you can't choose not to reap death. Now you can ask for mercy. You can ask forgiveness. Yay. And that unhitches you. But when you choose sin, a fallen way of being, you will reap death in some way, unless you repent and go the other way. That's not because God's mad and he's punishing. Get the punishment out of your mind. Sin is its own punishment. Okay. If you stick, if you stick your hand in the meat grinder, Okay, the meat grinder is its own punishment. It's not God punishing you, right? But God's lavish gift is life eternal, found in your union with Lord Jesus, the anointed one. It's a lavish gift. It's eternal life. It's light. It's truth. It's where you experience freedom. It's where you experience joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? And it's found in your union with Christ. And guess who? Who established that union? Christ did. Before he ever sent you to planet Earth, he chose you. He called you. He ordained you. He he predetermined you as his own to be conformed in the image of Christ. And that is before he ever sent you to planet Earth. And as you choose him back with your free will that that you can be powerful for, um, you will reap eternal life which is knowing him, everything good, everything you ever wanted is found in him. And that's what we get to choose. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Thank you for joining me. I hope this has brought clarity because there's so much confusion, but no one can force you to choose one way or the other. The enemy can be sitting on your carotid. He can't force you. Okay. And you know, if you messed up with your choices, which we all have during the human race, well, receive his forgiveness, forgive yourself and truck on, right? Uh, He is merciful and he will give you the grace to do better. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great day. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.